0: Well, we're here with the captain of the Royals in the 2019-20 season, Garrett Mitchell. Garrett, first of all, it's great to talk with you as always. We know you're staying safe up out in Hummelstown, about an hour west here of Reading. How have the last few months been for you and your family?
1: Yeah, uh, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, no, it's been, honestly, it's been really good. Uh, you know, it's, you know, maybe I shouldn't say really good, but it's it's been good. You know, everybody's feeling good. And, uh, you know, it's for the first little while there, it was pretty tough on, on our girls. And, um, you know, just trying to keep them busy. And that's the hardest thing. <laughs> Four and three, um, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to, to keep them inside. And, um, you know, thank God that we've, you know, got a play, play structure in the backyard and a trampoline for them to bounce around on and blow off some energy. But, um, you know, all in all, it's been, uh, you know, it's been pretty good.
0: I know things are starting to open back up. We were talking just before we went on about the pool, so that probably helps a little bit. But I know a lot of your life and your wife's life has to be, you know, making sure the the kids are doing mentally all right. But, I mean, your season was cut short in the AHL with Rockford, obviously the Royals too. What were those first few weeks even, you know, still to this day? How have you taken that side of it professionally?
1: Yeah, you know, and that was the thing. And, and, you know, it's no different than, uh, you know, us in, in riding, everybody had no idea. You know, I I remember kind of when everything uh, you know was called off, and uh, we went into the rink to to practice on the Friday, and um, the Thursday was when the NBA had, had canceled the season, and you know, so there was talks of it in the dressing room beforehand, but um, you know, we didn't find out until I'd say it was probably close to like nine forty-five. You know, ten o'clock practice. Um, Coach just came in. Some guys were half dressed. There's guys already on the ice. Um, you know, they came in and said, hey, listen, uh, we just got word from Chicago. Obviously, it trickled down from, from the NHL, but, uh, you know, nobody's allowed on the ice. Uh, everybody go home and we'll let you guys know, um, you know, and that's kind of all we knew. And, you know, I, so, all right, you know, everybody kind of got dragged back dressed and, and went back. And um, I was staying at the hotel. Um, they had like a residence in. So I actually had my family. So I've, uh both played in, and and both girls were out there. Uh, with me and and you know so we were there for well, I guess it would have almost been six five six days um you know just not knowing and at that point restaurants were starting to close and uh you know living in the hotel we didn't have it you know you had to go out and eat and uh, you know so at that point it was it was starting to get pretty real you know and I think with uh you know being so close to Chicago with Chicago hair shut like shutting right down um you know I think that was one of the biggest um kind of reality checks for like whoa this is this is pretty real to start with and um so yeah I think just that first you know month even of coming back here not knowing if we're gonna get going again not knowing you know too much um you know I I think we all maybe as, as hockey players thought oh this will just kind of blow over and, and uh you know two weeks or whatever and we'll get back and go back practicing and, you know, that second month hits and, um, you know, <laughs> keeping a four and a three-year-old uh, busy inside the a house is is not the easiest thing. So, um, you know, I think it was, it was good for us as a family. We were, you know, I, I got three more months um, with them than I, than I would have normally, you know, so taking the positives away from that, I think it was, uh, you know, it was a good thing. You know, I was able to spend a lot of time with the girls.
0: Uh, it's interesting because I remember when we were talking, I went back and I listened just to a few minutes of when you came on the uh, Radio Recon show at the Railroad House. It was, I think, the, right before the holiday break, if I remember right, or right after, it was one of those two. And yeah. I remember you said that uh, when you were, in, or still to this day, with your connection with Hershey, obviously, and being the former captain there, that you will walk around giant supermarket stores and people would, you know, come up and say, hi. Now I know the mask mandate here in Pennsylvania is winning a little bit later than some other places by a week or two, not much, but did that start happening to you even after all this stuff was swirling around or would people kind of be keeping their, you know, hats and head down yeah. at the supermarket and stores?
1: No, for sure. And it, yeah, it, it still happened. And it was funny because, <laughs> you know, like, I, I I mean, still to this day, I struggle with it because, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I smile. I'm going to you know Hey, what's going go on. But you know, when you just see this and, you know, all you can see is eyes, it's pretty tough to show any sort of emotion or anything, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of times where, you know, you come around the corner of an aisle in the grocery store and, you know, there's a little old lady and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but, you know, all you see is my eyes. And so, you know, I think that was, uh, you know, that's been kinda of difficult, you know, to show any emotion. Everybody kinda of is just, you know, on one on one pace and going back and forth. Yeah, so yeah. um, you know, it's definitely happened. I think, you know, the hardest thing for me to be totally honest with you is, you know, somebody comes up to me and they, you know, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, do I shake their hand? Do I do I give them a fist bump? Do I you know we bump elbows? Everything. You know, I think it's just it's uh yeah. I've been in a couple awkward situations there where, you know, you're kind of like that, uh, what are we doing here? You know? yeah, um, you know, it's, I think that's, that's going to be the new normal. Um, you know, I know there's, I've talked to a few different people that, you know, have, uh, you know, whether they've stuck their hand out to shake somebody's hand and they've got shut down or, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things. I think it's going to kind of be the, you know, the way, the way it is now. And, you know, not just greeting somebody with a handshake anymore, which was, you know, You know, I almost think you you almost had to do it in a lot of situations. But, um, you know, that's been probably the hardest thing for me,
0: you know, around here at least. Last thing about the current situation, then we'll get back, look a little bit at the season, which is, uh, you know, when we connected to, you know, record this. First thing I thought of was, what if you were in Europe when this was all happening with your family? And I just, I don't know if you've thought about that at all or reflected on that, but you were in Slovakia in 2018, 19. Obviously, yeah. you came back to North America this year. And have you thought about that all? And if so, what are your thoughts on maybe how it would have gone? Because I know the story of how you got to Slovakia settled yeah. was pretty
1: wild in the first place with the family and everything. Yeah, honestly, it did. It we we my wife and I talked, Lita and I talked about it quite a bit. And um, you know, I still have a lot of friends that are over there. And you know, not just in Slovakia but all over the place. And. Um, you know, the, the scary thing I think, were, you know, for a lot of people, is when that border was initially shut down, you know, and um, initially kind of everybody thought, okay, the border's closed, you know, not knowing if, if, even if you're a U.S. citizen, if you could get in or you, you know, you couldn't get in. Um, you know, if that was my wife and I, we wouldn't have been able to get in, um, you know, because we're, we're not U.S. citizens. Um, obviously, now we're going through the process to, to get our green cards, but um, you know we wouldn't have been, and you know the the girls could come in because they are U.S. citizens, but um, you know we wouldn't have been able to. So I know there's there was a lot of um, you know couples that you know maybe met playing in, in North America and then have come back to Europe and they get split up. Um, I've you know I've, I've got a few buddies that that happened to, and um, you know I think the whole thing was obviously just not knowing. Um, you know everything was just kind of day by day and just just go with it and see where, where it ends up so uh you know we definitely talked about that and you know obviously you know, thank god that it was only a seven hour eight hour drive um to Rockford that um you know the girls just jumped in with me they had a flight to come back to Hershey actually um a few days later and uh so they just jumped in with me and we drove back so it was uh you know makes it a lot easier I guess than than trying to you know, jump on flights. I know buddies of mine were flying and they were flying all over the world just to try and get back before that deadline. And, um, you know, because at that point, nobody really knew.
0: Yeah, again, talking with Garrett Mitchell here, Royals captain this season. And to get away from that, focus a little bit more on uh, how you got to, you know, to Reading, which we have talked about, but also how you got to the AHL, which is, you know, you were up in, you were up in Laval, had the opportunity there for, a, you know, essentially a cup of coffee, but a few weeks, getting a few games. And then, obviously, you settled in Rockford. And the news is that it's more than a month ago, at this point, but you signed with Rockford for next season. So, how did that experience with the Royals and with Laval help you for when you got to Rockford? And you made a pretty significant
1: impact right away. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's uh, you know I've I've talked about it a little bit, you know, just with people around here and stuff, and and but I was I was definitely okay with it, you know coming coming to riding and um you know playing close to home having my family you know live at home and um you know I, I was okay with everything and I I came in you know to to the start of the season and that was you know my goal was to win the Kelly Cup you know and I think we had a great team and and honestly I think we we had a team that could really do, could have done it you know and I, I think that's the hardest thing for for us to swallow is um you know man you get Ralphie back and um you know you get you know guys back from lehigh and stuff and you know i think you make a serious push um if not you know win the whole thing and so you know that was my mindset coming into to reading and you know i think you know maybe i could have gone the other way you know i could have come in and you know been like you know i've i've played in the american league you know i can come in and kind of go through the motions and um you know, I, re- I remember my dad telling me right away when I kind of made this decision, like, go in and go play, you know, because you never know. And, um, you know, I think it kind of proved itself that, you know, hey, somebody saw, you know, that I was doing something and, you know, and obviously I got a chance to, to go to Laval and, um, you know, I got a chance to, to go up and, and play a little bit in Rockford and, and uh, you know, was able to stick around there for a little while. So, you know, that was pretty neat. I, I just, I came up with the mindset that, you know, I was okay with staying in Reading and, and, and I was, I was okay, you know, to make a long run. And that was my goal. And, um, you know, I still think that, you know, whether it was, you know, make a playoff run in, in, in Rockford a little bit and, and lose out or, or whatever that would be, I, I would have come back to, to Reading, you know, and, um, you know, obviously we'll never, never know where that could have gone, but, um, you know, I was excited for the year and it was, uh, you know, it ended up working out for me.
0: I'm curious too, because, I know when we were talking, we had that big Zoom chat with, uh, you know, we had five of the boys on and a lot of the leaders on the team, obviously besides yourself, but like Frankie and Braden Lowe, they were saying that, you know, if he's texting us all the time in the group chat, you know, he's not going, not like he's going away. And there were, uh, uh, anyway they were talking about the impact that you made even from afar and always be willing to, you know, listen to guys that you're checking on scores, seeing how guys are doing, still poking fun, chirping here or there. What was uh, – it's not something that you had to do, but why did you still feel obligated to do that?
1: Yeah, and I think – honestly, I think it comes back to, you know, what I just touched on there. I think I'd come in – my mindset was to come in and, and win in Reading. And, um, you know, those are my boys. And and still to this day, you know, we we keep in touch. And, um, you know, we – we just, you know, we, we get the group chat going and and it, it keeps going, you know, it's not something that's one and done and, you know, kind of see you later. So, um, you know, I think we had one of those special teams, you know, I've played, I've been fortunate enough, I guess, to play on a few of those teams and make some long runs in the playoffs. And, um, you know, those are the teams, those are the guys you remember, you know, the teams that you don't make the playoffs. Um, you look back on your career, you might struggle to remember exactly who was on your team throughout the year, you know, and it's, uh, it's not a great thing to say but that's just what happens and it's the reality of it and when you have a team that's as close as we were there um you know i felt like you know i've been through those situations i i know that you know what it takes and and there's little things um you know maybe maybe it's off the ice little things that happen in in, in the game and or whatever and you know i have been through that and maybe not personally but i've seen somebody go through it uh you know playing here or in their career so i think you know just the ability for those guys to reach out and, you know, hey Mitchy, what what should I do here? How should how should I react to this? You um, know, I was just always, obviously always willing to help, but um, that was my mindset. Like I said, those are those are my boys.
0: Mark French, guy that you know, he just uh, became yeah. the head coach of the Wheeling Nailers yesterday. Sort of news of the last 24 hours. He played for him for a number of years, and Wheeling is a pretty big rival of the Royals. But for a Royals fan watching it, what should they expect from a uh, expect from? Uh, learning about Coach French over the next few seasons.
1: Yeah, you know, I, honestly, I think uh, you know, I don't think he's going to be there that long, and and I mean that in the best possible way for him. But, you know, he's a he's a great coach. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I obviously I, I played for for him for for quite a while there here in Hershey, and then um, you know, Troy Mann, which was his assistant when I was playing for for Frenchy took over and i think troy was able to keep a lot of not a lot but you know similar philosophy on, on how frenchy coached and you know obviously i was with with uh troy man for five years or whatever it was and um maybe more i'm not even sure you know it's just one of those things but frenchy was one of the most detailed coaches um you know that's gonna be a very well-structured team and um you know i think it's a fun team to watch you look at uh Frenchie's record um, uh, in the American hockey league, I think he's, I think I read today, maybe he's in the top three of, uh, fastest, you know, to or the highest winning percentage or something like that. So, um, of 300 games, you know, and, um, that one year in Hershey, I think they won like 65, uh, games that year, or something like that. And they, you know, they had, they did hold the longest winning streak, uh, until Norfolk broke it that year that Norfolk won. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a great coach. And like, like I said, I don't think, uh, you know, in the best way possible, I don't think French is going to be around, uh, you know, for too long because I think, uh, you know, somebody will see the opportunity to, to jump on and, and bring him aboard. Bring him a couple more.
0: Favorite ECHL game this season uh, with the Royals and then your favorite American Hockey League game? Oh, man. I have a few a few hints. I don't, I'm not trying to lead you down the down the river, but I'll give yeah. you a word. If you can't remember any, then I'll throw yeah, a few. No, a
1: few no, I. It's funny. I, I uh, you know, I listened to obviously to, to the Zoom interviews that you've done here, and uh, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody remember a game as well as Frankie DeCera. Like, <laughs> I'm like Frankie. Man. I'm like, he's like, yeah, game. 13, yeah, I was like 5-4 with six minutes left. And I came down the wall and I gave it over to someone. I'm oh, like, man, I, I can't even remember what I had for dinner last night. And yeah. this guy's got game 13 nailed down. Um, but you know he wasn't think, the leading scorer.
0: I have to have oh, him in the booth true. for this <laughs> to, to just remember everything. You know, he's got to come on the air.
1: <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, Frankie, man, this is this is insane. Um, but you know, I think, you know, maybe my favorite game. Um, you know, I, I think I had the the game winning goal there with a few minutes or maybe a minute left or something like that. I, um, I went short side and it was kind of a longer review. Um,
0: Teddy bear toss game with the was flyers. It, Teddy and bear toss?
1: it was Teddy bear toss. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. December. Uh,
1: see, I can't even remember that, but yeah, I remember going short side bunk. on uh water bottle uh, just
0: flew right. Water bottle. It, yeah. The it, water it,
1: bottle. It, popper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, it was good. I, uh, you know, I'd say maybe that one and my favorite American League game. Oh man, um, you know, I, I I remember my first goal um, in in Springfield, uh, which is a pretty cool one. You know, I think maybe you know another pretty neat one. You know, obviously it didn't go as well as we would have liked it, but you know, playing the Color Cup finals, um, we got swept, but um, you know three of the four games were, were one goal games, you know, so it was, they're close pretty much the whole, whole way through. And, um, you know, I remember just being and that, uh, sold out, they sold out Cleveland, um, which I mean, Cleveland holds like 18 or 19,000, um, uh, which was, it was pretty, pretty cool. So, um, uh, you know, just maybe going through those, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've got a great memory on all of it, but, playing 400 games here in Hershey was pretty cool too. For sure. Um, and
0: uh, just to finish up, I know we were chatting. One of the things he wanted to do was to uh, make sure you said, you know, a couple thank yous out there and, you know, kind of kind of wrap it up because next season, as it looks, obviously you signed in Rockford. So we'll let you have the floor here and uh, have fun.
1: <laughs> no, I just, like I said, I, I wanted to obviously, you know, touch base with, with everybody and um, you know, I, I loved my time in, in, in Reading and it was great. And, you know, it's not to say that it's uh, it's done by any means, you know, there's uh, I still feel like I got a lot of years left to me. And, um, you know, with with me living local, it's, uh, you know, just down the road. So but, you know, with, with that being said, I, I uh, you know, I hope that I was able to come in and and, uh, you know, help out and, and, you know, kind of show guys the ropes and, you know like I talked about before it's one of those things there's a lot of ins and outs in the game you know within the game of hockey and you know that could be on the ice or off the ice and you know I was just you know hopefully I was able to help the guys out and and uh you know put a little bit of wisdom or or uh I don't know it might be I'm not sure but uh you know just a little bit of or something you know for guys to think about or um you know they I've told all of the guys that you know hey if you ever need anything you know reach out to me and you know if i can't do it you know maybe i know somebody that can so um you know and then obviously to to you guys um you know david ferrar for for you know allowing me to come in and and uh you know kmac uh luke's yourself you know it's it was awesome you know i i said to my wife um obviously after this was all over but you know for me it was one of the best years i had you know i i think uh you know i got to the point in my career that i was like i said before i was you know, maybe okay with it being done, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I had obviously had my chance at playing and, um, you know, I was out having fun and, and I think it was, it was a good thing for me because I think it kind of sparked me, you know, back to give me a chance. Like, Hey, I, you know, I, I still have some life. I believed I had life in me, but you know, sometimes those opportunities aren't just given to you. And, um, yeah. So I, I just, like I said, I just wanted to say thank you. And, you know, to the fans, it was awesome. Um, you know, having people drive down, um, you know, from Reading to come watch me play here in Hershey uh, before, and, you know, people coming up to me and saying, you know, you're my favorite bear. And, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, they're driving an hour spending their own time to, um, you know, to come out and watch you play. And, uh, you know, I think it was a pretty, pretty special thing and vice versa from people coming from here. So it was uh, it was a pretty cool experience for me this year. It's a class act
0: approach, Mitchy. Thanks again for uh, for hopping yeah, on no with problem. us. This has been fun.
1: No problem at all. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.